See, I told you, I told you, Atari Force is coming back. I mean, how can you get better there, than there that? There is nothing about Atari Force coming back. This trade paperback is coming out. There's going to be the biggest bomb in trade paperback history. I, I don't know. I, You're going to buy Atari it, Force. Are you going to buy it? I'm going to buy the whole thing. You're going to buy the entire trade paperback? The entire trade paperback? Well, I'm not going to rip it in half. That's going to that's gonna waste you money right there. There we go. So, um, oh, that's right. I hit recording, so I'll probably do this too. Welcome to the old Titans. Obviously, we were talking a little bit before it started here. We'll get back to that in the news, but uh, this is John Paul. B-Man. Seems like forever since we recorded. It has been forever since we recorded. One of us is always busy, and the other person doesn't want to record. That's you. I'm the always busy one. You're the always busy one? I'm the one that works, and you're the one that kind of sits in a nice, comfy office listening to reggae and doing whatever you do. All that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, reggae, huh? It's reggae? Marilyn Manson? What do you listen to up there, John Paul? Um, on my playlist, funny you should mention, on my playlist, I have um, Sonny and Cher. Wow. I got the Carpenters. Okay, you know, I'm already less interested. I got this Elvis? No, we're, interest's gone. Interest's well, gone. I mean, you know. No, it's, it's cool, it's cool. I'm an old titan. You are the old titan. I'm the young titan of the two old titans. <laughs> All right. So, as usual, let's start in with the B-Man question of the week. Simplify the question, um, what went wrong with Marvel Comics, and can you fix it? Like, where did it go wrong, for you, personally? For me, personally. Not the movies. The movies are doing great. Yeah, TV com- shows are doing great. Publishing. Comics himself. Okay. And you looked up the numbers recently, and the numbers are pretty even in DC. But Yeah, yeah just, just so our many, many billions of listeners know. Yeah, I'm, I'm being optimistic there. No, uh, maybe... Millions, I don't know. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll go with millions. There yeah. we go. Um, I looked up some of the numbers. I'm not going to read them all off, but it's kind of interesting. I looked up June's numbers since that was the most recent ones published. Right. July's will probably be around just any day now. And I looked up 2017 from January through the end of June. Okay. Um, they're not too different when you look at percentages, so I'll just focus on um, one of them. So for June, when you look at the entire month and look at the top 100, Marvel has a slight edge. Um, five more titles that are Marvel Universe specific, and then are there nine titles that are Star Wars specific? Okay. And then other publishers like Image and so on, you had six books. Walking Dead is always, every month, Walking Dead is the highest right. non DC or Marvel Universe book. Um, I was actually surprised at how many Star Wars books were in the top whatever. It didn't matter if you're looking at the top five, top 10, top 20, top 50, top 100. Star Wars is a. Star Wars is huge right now. It's huge. Obviously, it's with the Force Awakens in sense, right. uh, and you know um, Disney bringing everything back that that is taken off. Um, I couldn't believe how well like Poe Dameron, um, the Darth Vader book, and so on. You know the little one shots. If it had been kind of an ongoing saga book, I would have gotten it. But these one shots and side miniseries are even doing well, so that's kind of surprising. Yeah, to me, Star Wars right now is so huge it, that it it's kind of no matter what they put the name on, it's going to sell. Yeah. So in the top ten. It was fairly even. You had, depending on the month, um, four or five DC and four or five Marvel. Okay. With the other one or two being a Walking Dead or a Star Wars. And again, I know Star Wars is Marvel, but universe, you know, superhero universe. No, I gotcha. Type thing. Um, it's when you start dropping further down, I think, is where you start getting what the impression is. Because when I talk to the comic shop owners, I've shopped you know, a couple different ones around here, and when you talk to the owners, 
the general impression is that Marvel is really sliding and sliding and sliding down and just failing and doing terrible, and DC is booming like crazy. Now, part of that could be, if you rewind a few years, Marvel had a bigger percentage. Wasn't, like, the 90s pretty much all Marvel, with all the X stuff out there yeah, and everything yeah. else? Marvel dominated in the right. 90s. I mean, DC was a clear second. You know, everybody else was right. third or lower. But, yeah, Marvel definitely dominated. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's because they've slid so much. But they're actually fairly balanced now. But when you get outside of the top 10, definitely when you get outside of the top 25, you start having DC, 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 Marvel. DC, 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 Marvel. Until you get to the bottom, like, 25, and then you have a whole long line of Marvel. So I think that's what it is. And when you look at the Marvel ones that are in those top whatever numbers, mm-hmm. Secret Empire, Peter Parker, number one, um, a Venom special issue, like the Spider-Verse crossover, their event or number ones or reboots. Okay. The DC ones that are in those top numbers are... You know, Batman number 27, uh, Superman number 19. I mean, you you get just regular issues fall in there. DC has plenty of events, don't get me wrong. Their biggest books are also the event books, but you get regular monthly issues in those top numbers on DC. And the Marvel top books, the very tip-top of it, you know, the top 25, are all the event books. I mean, like every Secret Empire book is in the top whatever. Okay. So, um... Where did it go wrong for you, in your opinion? Where did things go wrong? I think, I think you have to go back to when Marvel um, decided to go public. For me, okay. when you know they they've been like DC is owned by Warner Brothers, right? And Warner Brothers is a public company, yes, but DC itself is just kind of a little bitty tiny nothing inside the Warner Brothers giant, right? Their properties aren't nothing, but the book part is. Marvel at one point went public, and then they got bought and sold by different people. But when they went public, um, I remember this from a couple of companies we worked at, like um, the hotel company. When you're a public company, every quarter you have to publish something showing your investors an increase in how you're meeting your numbers or beating your numbers every quarter and every year. Right. So they suddenly had to look more at the financial bottom line than they did the creative side. That's when they started selling off. Um, you know, the, the reason we're in this situation with Spider-Man at Sony and X-Men at Fox and so on, and we've had other ones split all over the place, is they started selling off characters left and right because if their book sales weren't there, they needed revenue coming from somewhere else. So I think that was the beginning of it. Obviously not the publishing problems, but the, the focus being away from the publishing side. Okay. How about you? What do you, what do you think the downfall it's was? Not, I think I blame a lot of it on Joe Quesada. I really and truly do. I, I can I can see that because I'm um, not a huge fan myself. Back in the, I guess, mid two thousands when the one more day storyline happened. Yeah, he pretty much told the fans he doesn't care what they think. Like almost in those not, exact words. Not a really okay, good no, thing for them to say, even right. if you believe it. It's kind of. I mean, dumb he didn't to say, say those it. words. I remember, like me back in the day, the two comics I've always bought no matter what. My other ones always. It depends. Sometimes I bought yeah. this series and oh, I let them go, whatever it is, here and there. Right. The two comics always I stayed special to was Detective Comics with Batman yep. and Amazing Spider-Man. The, the my two, yeah. yeah, my two top comics. No matter what, I was getting those comics. Um, with One More Day, he changed everything for me. And I literally, for the first time in my life, took Spider-Man off my subscription. No more Spider-Mans. I'm done with them. That's when I stopped. I mean, I had already, at one point, I mean, when you go back to the 80s, I was buying virtually every DC and Marvel right. that existed and a whole bunch of independents. Um, it helps that my dad was paying for them. 
Right. Oh, you yeah. know, but still, they were also much cheaper. I mean, after discounts, I was paying 50 cents or less per book. So we're not talking a ton of money. But still, I was buying virtually every one of them. And as I started paying for them, that cut down. Eventually, it was a Peter David, Hulk, you know, um, and then the Amazing Spider-Man went through a couple different ones. But Straczynski was the last name I remember specifically oh, yeah, on absolutely. there. Um, but yes, it had finally come down to just Amazing Spider-Man. That was the only Marvel book I was getting. But well, I, I was love, buying a I few love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. I love him too. My, uh, my second favorite hero probably ever. Um, the thing is, I remember interviews, and Wizard was still around at the time, Wizard yeah. Magazine. And they kind of did polls, the, like audience, that kind of stuff. Yep. Is you know, do you watch Spider-Man with Mary Jane still married, that kind of stuff. It was overwhelmingly yes. The fan base, and this internet's still pretty huge, is getting really kicking off. Not Facebook, that kind of stuff. Other things were kicking yeah. off. The fan base wanted them back together. They interviewed Joe Quesada, and BP even caught him out. Like, how do you feel about ruining Spider-Man? What do you mean they ruined it? This and this and this. <laughs> and he admitted the fans wanted them married. And he turned around and said, yeah, but we felt they should be married. So we're changing it back. Pretty much saying, I don't care what the fans think. Yeah. You should care what the fans think. The fans are your bread and butter. Of course, what they were focused on was, you know, they had the, Raimi, the um, Sam Raimi movies, you know, the Tony McGuire Spider-Man movies. You had the animated series, two or three different ones. And they were trying to keep them all somewhat in sync. They didn't want a married Spider-Man in the book. When people were coming in new into the movie world... And they hoped they turned some of those movie watchers into comic book buyers, but they would see two different Spider-Man. I, I understand why they did it, but it was dumb. It was stupid. Yeah. There was other ways to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, Superman's married to Lois for all these years, and it works just fine. Yeah. As long as you tell oh, a good story. Although DC almost screwed up just as badly. They, they, but they went back and fixed it. They, they did go back and fix it, but when they... So to be fair, I think, you know, Marvel... I think Marvel has the bigger problems. DC tried doing a lot of the stuff that ended up shooting them in the foot. That was the New 52. When they first did it, they did it the right way. They did it across the entire line with a plan for everything. Now, there was a few places where that plan had glitches. Like, no one wanted to get rid of the whole Batman backstory because Batman was selling so well. Uh, Jeff John's Green Lantern had been doing so well, they didn't want to throw out all of that. So, while they redid everything, they kept a few pieces in that made the timeline a little odd. Yeah. But, overall, the New 52 was a great experiment, but they threw out too much of what had existed before. But unlike Brand New Day is a good example. Unlike Brand New Day, where they didn't reset time, they didn't say, oh, we're going back in time and starting our stories over, and maybe Mary Jane and Peter will get together, and maybe not. We're just not there yet. That's what they did with Superman and right. Lois Lane. So it was not a horrible thing. It was just a... Okay, we got to go through this again, but we know where they're heading. With Spider-Man and Mary Jane, they made a deal with the devil. Yeah, literally. And I mean, to save his aunt's life, who's like ninety years old at the comic book. Which was, I mean, she's probably going to die in a year or two. Who doesn't want to save Aunt May? But right. really, I mean, yeah, and he they, literally made a deal with the devil. They they couldn't figure out a better way to just wipe them out of existence, their no. marriage and everything. That that was that's where a reboot was needed. I would have felt better if. And then when you kill Mary Jane in the comics, you bring her back later on, whatever, like they always do. Yeah. They brought Gwen Stacy back, which I'm still not happy with. Um, you know, kill Mary Jane, bring her back later on, or give her amnesia, and she forgets everything, and she wants to even create a they, life again. Even something. if they did a divorce. Yeah. I mean, Divorce is better than the deal with the devil. And yeah. they actually brought that up to him. Like, why did she just do a divorce? Because, you know, maybe the stress of him being Spider-Man is too much in her. It makes sense in a way. Yeah. You know, you don't always come at home. And like, oh, we don't want to, you know, do that. It shows bad. Making a deal with the devil is good? Really? 
Well, and that, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about this till you till we started talking about the divorce piece. Here's maybe where Marvel went wrong because that was the first part of your question: is where did they go wrong? When Marvel first started back in the you know in the '60s, and DC was the the big powerhouse, and Marvel right. was starting up, and suddenly it was taking all their sales away. At the time, DC had these larger than life characters. I mean, they still do, but you know they had these larger than life characters that really had no problems. I mean, you have Bruce Wayne, billionaire. No, no, like personal life problems. Yes, they had a lot of mental problems. No yeah. one would deny Batman has plenty of mental problems, but in general, their lives were. You could focus on the superhero part. You didn't, they weren't worried about where his rent come from and stuff like that. Right. Across the board, the Marvel characters felt like real, you know, your neighbors, real life. You were in those kind of situations. Peter with, you know, financial problems. Um, Fantastic Four were a family that squabbled. <clears throat> this, you know, it's been talked about a lot over the years that that was what really connected people to Marvel. Well, which is more realistic, a deal with the devil or having a divorce? People could have identified with a divorce. Even if they didn't agree with it, you could you could push this as Marvel trying to get back to its roots of dealing with stuff that people struggle with in real life and had him go through that, even leaving a glimmer of hope that maybe they'd reconcile at some point in the future. Right. You, you could have gone through that. And, of course, at the same time, they were trying to fix the whole Civil War unmasking thing, which, which again, Doctor Strange, yeah, get him to cast a spell. You know. Something. They, there's so many ways out of it, and they didn't do any of them. Yeah. And I generally felt like Casada said, I don't care what your fans think. I know what's better for you guys. And I, I felt like that. I've yeah. seen interviews with him after. He, I don't think I've apologized for either. No, no. Never and that's still one of the worst stories I can ever remember. Now they've... And keep in mind, I read Amazing Spider-Man through the Clone Saga, yeah. which was horrible. Now, after the, the last Secret Wars book, which was terrible, we couldn't stand it, but after they did that, where they tried to fix a lot of their problems... They did come out with Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. They didn't fix the main universe, but they do have a parallel universe where that never happened. It's not that, you know, they fixed it or anything else. They just, in this universe, that never happened. You know, Peter and Mary Jane stayed married, had a kid. They're a super family, you know, whatever. You know, it's right. And that book is still going on. Unfortunately, even though it's in the top 100, it was near the bottom of the top 100 books. It, it's nowhere near the top. Um... Which probably just makes a Joe Quesada look at it and go, see, see, nobody wanted that. But that, you can't really compare that. It's... No. Um, yeah, so I think that's one of the big mistakes. And, you know, you and I joked around a lot of times. I stopped collecting comics. Yeah. It costs so much money. I just, I'm yeah, kidding now. I, these uh, days it costs a lot. In it fact, does. These numbers for June, they pointed out this is the first month, I believe, I believe what they said is the first month where the average price of all the comics in the top 100 was above $4. Really? Like four hundred three, and we're not talking way above. Well, still, but that's a lot of money. And that's I remember, a lot of money. I tell you, I, I can't go to comic book shops. I go to a comic book shop, I don't buy everything in there. I get to stay away from this. Yep. The last time you and I went to a comic book shop together, I went with you, went to lunch, and went out there. Like I'll walk in with you. I shouldn't, but whatever it is, went to the Marvel area just to see what's out there. I shouldn't have, but I'm glad I did actually, because every title out there was just like, who is this? You didn't recognize. But that's not Captain America. That's not Hulk. That's not Iron Man. That's not, none of these people I know. The characters I know are all gone. And I, and I think that's part of that what I alluded to before, saying you know they've gotten rid of that connection to to people. Right. I mean, sixties, seventies, eighties, and in, in, at least into the nineties, some that was a huge thing. You still connected in some level with all these characters, but somehow over the past one to two decades, they've lost that connection. There's a few spots where they try. I mean, like the current Thor, that's the female Thor. I think it's Jane Foster, right? I yeah, believe. Jane Foster. She's got cancer. 
While she's Thor, she's okay. When she changes back, the cancer kicks back in. Okay, that's a way of connecting to real-world stuff. Right. I get it. Okay, so maybe there's an attempt at having a real-world thing, but there's not many of those. I mean, Peter Parker's a billionaire right now. and Is he really? Yeah, or at least a multi-millionaire. I mean, he's a billionaire, but he has a huge company and doing lots of stuff. Um, Miles Morales is the character that people connect to more, like the original right. Peter. Um, I don't know. It, it, I think that's multiple problems. Focusing on the money more than anything else. Losing sight of what they were originally when Stan Lee, um, Jack Kirby, and all created them. Um, but how to fix it was the other half of your question. Yes, how do you fix it? I think you have to, one, it probably wouldn't hurt to kick out Joe Quesada. Right. That wouldn't hurt. But, even with him in there, um, you have to pull together your creators, whatever creators you have. If you can bring in some better ones, fine, but bring in the ones you have. Because they've got a lot of good names in there. They've got Peter David and others that are really good writers. Um, pull them all together and do sort of what DC did with the New 52 and then with Rebirth. Not copying DC. Pick your own direction. But plan the entire line at the same time. Plan the direction you're going strategically and then execute as one. And focus on quality. Focus on story. Don't focus on events. Um, if you want to have an event, let the event be within the book. You know, Superman did one event in the, since Rebirth started. It wasn't a separate book. It was four issues. It alternated between action and Superman in one month. That was the entire event. But if you were buying Superman anyway... You read it. If you weren't buying Superman, the event didn't matter to you. Sure. So do things like that. Um, I think that would get them back on their publishing thing. And I, I think they could do it within one year. I mean, I think one year of focus like that would get them. Now, you have to have a plan for how you keep going forward. You don't just plan for one year and then, okay, everybody go back to what you were doing before. you got to continue it. But I think within one year they could get there. But I don't know that anybody at Marvel has the desire to do that because they're so focused on the movies and the toys and the everything else still. Right. Um, for me personally, I think just to fix it, number one, I totally agree. Get rid of Joe Quesada. He needs to go. He's been there too long. I don't think he sees... Yeah. I mean, listen to the fans. Yeah. Listen to the comp fan base. Um, I think a lot of times they focus on the new... Get the new readers in there, which is great. You want new readers. You want to keep these comics going forever. Right. At the same point, too, is the old readers, the ones that have been there forever, that know what they want. Because, again, these new readers get old sooner or later, too. Yeah. Listen to the old readers right now. They're not doing that. Instead of focusing on killing these characters every other year, bringing new characters, yeah. just tell a good storyline. You don't have to kill a character to tell good storylines. James Bond's been around for how many years now? He doesn't die. I mean, yeah, I guess the actors well, change, but it's still James Bond. Just tell a good story. And you can tell sales of the movie when they don't tell a good story yeah just tell good stories bring back the heroes we loved you want new heroes that's fine create new heroes one thing I never understood is say one day all of a sudden I inherit or I say get Iron Man's suits I'm not going to call myself Iron Man I'm going to call myself something different because I'm not going to live in his legacy I'm going to create my own legacy and I never understood this why they actually have characters say oh I'm the new Iron Man now no you're not well, with one exception, I will say, if you can build it up to where it makes sense in the story, if over multiple years, I'm going to use the Flash and Kid Flash example, right. if you have a character with a, it doesn't be sidekick, but with a very strong related character, and you build within the story a strong relationship over a long period of time, and then something happens to the senior member, and the younger one, or other one, that would be younger, but the other one takes over, there you can do it. 
But, but it's been, organic. It's that, organic in the story. That was back the way in the 80s, I believe, too, with Iron yeah. Man and James Rhodes. Yeah. It made sense. Rhodes was always there for him. Right. Just keep those characters around. Create new characters. All you got to do, you want different characters, different religions, different everything. Yeah. Create new characters. All you got to do is create a new one. Because And just because they're brand new doesn't mean they're not going to sell. No matter my opinion on the character or not, Deadpool is a good example. Deadpool is not somebody who's been around since Stan Lee started writing Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and all the rest. Right. He was created in the 90s by somebody who really is not a good comic book creator. It's true. However, look at how big Deadpool is today. Um, just tell good stories. Or stories that at least a certain group of people find good. Maybe not me. But I still. Mean, I know you don't like Deadpool. That's no, fine. But, but, but even then... I was hoping the movie and everything else did well. I'll, you know, if you're a fan of a book and they're making a movie out of your book, do it well. Because it just hurts everybody if you don't do that. I mean... I totally agree. It's just a guy like me who wants... Who honestly considered getting back into comics, went by the Marvel section, nothing intrigued me at all. Yeah. You, I think they totally just get rid of all the old readers. Getting new readers is great. But again, you, you limited the old readers. And like I said, I, I, I hate to always compare it to DC, but that's just because they screwed up. And when they first screwed up, when they did the new 52, I still think it was a bad, it was a mistake to do that. But I gave it a chance. And for a year, I was buying quite a few books. And then it kept dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. The few months leading up to Rebirth, I was down to two DC books a month. And that was it. Hmm. I was buying Justice League because Jeff Johns was um, writing it. And I was buying Lois, the Superman Lois and Clark book because it was the pre-New 52 Superman. Okay. So I, that was it. I was buying those two books and nothing else. Um, rebirth happened I crossed my fingers I hoped because they had screwed up so I didn't know if they were going to do it or not Rebirth happened I bought a handful of the new ones and over the past year they regained mine and everybody else's confidence they're in the right direction that's why I picked a year I don't think it would take much more than a year to regain everybody's confidence in Marvel okay well that was that alright yes news so, on to the news without special effects thank you you're welcome Oh, that's I want to do special effects, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That's, that's good. To. That's good. You yeah. Yeah. And the card is pushed the button. I thought you pushed the button. You have a card right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're still doing well, by the way, because I think the one is really long. People are still cheering, but they're now done cheering. Okay. Okay. So with the news, um, I know the one that's going to excite you the most in all this. Flash, season four. They just cast in the last couple of days. A major new character who's going to be a recurring character on the show this season. Who is that? Well, the actor's name is Hartley Sawyer. Um, he's been in a handful of things you have seen, but nothing that really steps out uh, or stands out to anybody. However, the character he's playing, Ralph Dibney, the elongated man. That's awesome news for you. I, I just, I'm so excited we're getting the elongated man, and they've cast it, and he's part of it, and... Yeah. Okay. Well, yay. There's my there's my elongated man cheer. Yay. If I could do the nose switch, I'd do the nose twitch. No, that's all right. You don't okay. have to do that. Um, you know what? If I remember to, I'll go back and add the special effect that Sabrina used no, to do yeah. and um, bewitched. You don't have to do that. Yeah, dee, 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 dee. Okay, never mind. Uh, that wasn't Sabrina. Um, who, what was bewitched. It was... Uh, what was her name? I forgot. Samantha. Anyway, her, Samantha. Samantha. Yes. Samantha. She had that ding-ding-ding-ding noise when she did her nose. And again, we just showed that word that we had the old Titans. Yes. <laughs> hey, and you remember the name faster I than I did. Yeah. All right. Second bit of news. The last bit of news I actually have. You might have a couple of things, too. But the last bit I actually have. We were talking about this leading into it. In October, 
the Atari Force collection comes out. Trade paperback collecting the entire Atari Force set of comics that came with the video games from back in the old Atari 2600 days. Now let me ask you the first question on my mind is, number one, why? Um, number two, who's going to buy this other than you? Who is going to buy this? All right, so there is a lot of nostalgia. You mentioned last time that the Atari 2600 flashback console is coming out from Atari. Okay. So there's a whole thing there. They're putting out actually a bunch of new comics, Centipede and others that are focused on some of those games have their own comic now that are new ones. Huh. So this is just kind of a feeding into that nostalgia. Is there a Dig Dug comic? I don't know about a Dig Dug comic. Dig Dug was great. Dig Dug was great. Yeah, it, it was. It never sold as well as, say, a Centipede or a Defender or something. I thought it was better. But the cool thing, and this I did not remember this next part, I'm going to read out the number of people who contributed to Atari Force. See if you're recognizing these names. We have Jerry Conway, Roy Thomas, Gil Kane, Dick Giordano, Ross Andrew, Mike DiCarlo. We've got some giants of the comic book industry that actually created this comic. I mean, Roy Thomas alone is just, he's one of those gods who's done so much in the comic book industry. Who is Roy Thomas? Seriously? Yeah, who's Roy Thomas? We're going to talk offline about Roy Thomas, okay. but he, he's done a lot. We have listeners, we have a million listeners right now, John Paul. Who are these, who is Roy Thomas? All right, well... One of the big ones, one of my favorites, is probably not one you're going to go, ooh, ah, ah, but just one of my favorites was the All-Star Squadron. He led the entire Earth 2... I know what that was. Thing. Yeah. yeah. He wrote the entire Earth 2 bit at DC for a long period of time. What I don't know is I can't pick the specific books over at Marvel, but there's some big ones. I believe he wrote the Avengers for quite a while okay. and some other ones. He's one of those big names. Um, Gil Kane. I mean, Gil Kane is one of those big artists that is really well known. Dick Giordano. Probably a lot of the Batman books you read over the years was Dick Giordano artwork. That's good he, to know. He's the one from the 70s and the 80s who had some of the most iconic Batman stuff. Okay. Well, it's not going to sell. It's not going to sell. It's not going to sell. I'm just going to call it right now. It's not going to sell well. Well, it's a trade paperback first. Okay. Which means it's going to be in the Barnes and & Nobles and other places like that. And the fastest growing part of the comic industry is in those places. And having the word Atari on there... Is Having that, the word Atari goes to people goes, hey, this is really old. I'm not going to read it. I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of people might. I think it it's not going to. It'll sell. be interesting to see because they do track the trade paperback sales. Well, good. We'll talk about this after because yeah. it's not going to sell. Come November when they release these numbers, we'll, we'll have another this conversation. It. Yeah, yeah. You can play this episode again. There's anything else in November to talk about, right? Nothing. No movies or anything coming out. Nothing I can think of. No, nothing. Yeah. Thor, Justice League. Okay, beyond those two, there's nothing else. Other than Thor, nothing we're seeing. Yes, you're right. Go ahead. Justice League it looks terrible. Go ahead. No, right, that's not the news. I said that was only the piece of the news I had, unless you have anything to no, add before I'm, I'm good. I did have something earlier, and I forgot what it was. My um, mind went blank. It was a trailer. It was a movie trailer sometime. Oh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. It's going to be the next big geek thing they're saying right now. The book, supposedly, is fantastic. I've had a lot of people tell me I, I should read the book. I didn't know there was a book, honestly. I, it, it's rated really high on Amazon. I have it in my wish list of things to eventually buy and read. Okay. I, I'm excited about reading the book. I couldn't tell you what it's about, which is based on the people who recommended it to me. I'm excited about reading it. Okay. Watch the trailer. Trailer looked interesting. I couldn't tell you a thing about the story after watching the trailer. Neither could I. Other than there was like a lot of video game, 80s heroes. Seeing Iron Giant was cool. Seeing Freddy Krueger was cool. Freddy Krueger. Um, who else was there? Because there's supposed to be a lot of different characters in there. There was like the Tron Cycle. There was like a Halo gun I saw. There was a few yeah. things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to have that nostalgia piece too. Okay. But again, that was just... When does it come out? Do you remember? 2018, I think. Oh, that's, okay. all, that's all I can tell you. So it's not like the same week as Atari Force, the trade paperback or anything like no, that? No, that won't affect that at all. No, actually, that might. 
If that movie came out the same week that comic Atari came out. Atari Force is going to bomb, <laughs> Um Ready Player One is Spielberg, though, so it probably will not bomb, is my guess. Has he had a great movie recently, though? Like, when was the last great Steven Spielberg movie? I know he's one of the greatest of all time. Mm, Jurassic Park. It's been a while. <laughs> but, I mean, recently. I'm, Jurassic Park is at least 20 years old, right? I could not tell you the last one he directed that was great. Probably because I'm not remembering what it is, not because he hasn't done one. I just... I couldn't tell you what the last great one is. Okay. I, I honestly couldn't. Um, I was never a huge Spielberg fan. Um, his movies are fun, but much like much like Marvel, when E.T. happened, E.T. to me was the downfall of Steven Spielberg. What? E.T. was the downfall. Doesn't matter how good or how much fun the movie was, he learned something of that movie. He learned just how much money he could make if he sold out. Reese's Pieces. That was the key. Reese's Pieces is e. e. still one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, it's good. I mean, he made E.T., he made Jaws, he made some great ones. Jaws was before. Jaws, stuff, was, Jaws back in the 70s, yes. The stuff before E.T. and the stuff after E.T. have a very different feel to them. Okay. Um, Jurassic Park. You know, we mentioned that one, Jurassic Park. I cannot tell you the name of anybody. You might be able to name someone, but I can't tell you the name of anybody. I can tell you who they were. There was the architect. Or not, I mean, the archaeologist. The archaeologist's wife. The mathematician, the guy eating off the toilet, the old man, they were caricatures. You know, there was the fat guy, um, bad guy. There was, you know, they, they were all caricatures, but I couldn't tell you anything actually about them or, you know, their names or anything. Uh, maybe you know every single one of those names. No, I'm actually drawing a blank right now. Other than Malcolm. I remember Malcolm. That was Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Yeah, well, we know. I didn't, I didn't remember Malcolm. I remember Jeff Goldblum. Yes, I could tell you a lot of the actors' names. That was names. a complete random. Because he was the main star of The Lost World, the second Jurassic Park movie, right? Second or third. I couldn't remember which one. It was the Okay. But the end of the first book, he dies. At the end of the first book? Yeah. But not in the movie. But he died in the movie, and but he died in the book, and they made a Lost World book as well. well I believe starred him. So like, but he, you killed him! But not in the movie. The movie is its own universe, its but own world. They did it in the books, too. Like, why is, in the book, why is he dead in the books, but the, the, the main star in the second one? It makes no sense to me. True Blood did that. Um, True Blood... Um, End of season one, a character who's supposed to die to kick off the mystery of season two, they decided not to kill. And the author said, after seeing that character and his development and the actor's work after that, she so wishes she'd go back in time and change her book because it was such a better choice hmm. to yeah. do that uh, because he was so great. And she killed him off in the book and didn't ever get to explore that character. So, you know. Two Bloods, one of your vampire Twilight things, right? I believe. Yeah, this one's more of my wife's um, vampire things. And it's nothing like Twilight. Nothing like Twilight. Um, so it could be good then. It's good. I like okay. Twilight better, actually. But Wow, okay. Yeah, anyway, next subject. Yeah. We'll, we'll now. All right, so we're ready for our main topic of the, of the week. Unless you got another news no, item. No, we're good. We're good. All right. Main topic of the week. We're behind on our Game of Thrones. Yes. I actually have seen episode two. I haven't seen episode three, but feel free to spoil away. From this point forward, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know what happened in Game of Thrones two and three, you should probably stop listening. Well, but it's I, up to you. How much to spoil, honestly? You don't think? No. I mean, there's little things happen. You know, um, Jon Snow meets Daenerys. Daenerys offers to help Jon Snow. That's um, episode three. That's episode three. Episode two ended with him agreeing to go meet her. Right. Arya found out that Jon Snow took over the North. Bolton's yep. gone. She started that, dir- she started that north, direction yes. at the end of um, Episode 2. Did so, she get there in Episode 3? No. And this is actually what ticks me off. Did we? You didn't even cover? They didn't even touch Arya at all in okay. Episode 3. 
Which, when you have, like, only, what, seven episodes a season, I want to see more Arya. Yeah. There's one thing about Game of Thrones, I absolutely love this show. One of my favorites ever. Yep. Addicted to the show. There's one character in the show that, whenever he's on, I almost want to change the channel. This character, to me, is just so boring. I want to gouge my eyes out and punch somebody in the face. I haven't punched anybody yet, because what's next thing that'd be abuse, and she probably... And we talked about this before, and it's not Daenerys, right? No, I like Daenerys. Uh, she's boring, though. Okay. Her storyline is fantastic, and all the characters around her are great. She's not all that interesting. Well, I, I think her. it's the way it's written, and the way she's being directed to play it. I don't think it's her fault. Well, I, I, I like her. Eh, you know. But. but for me, whenever Bran Stark comes on screen, I don't know what it is. Just, just who, wave. Who is he? The, the Third Eye Raven, whatever it is, I guess now, the... Yeah, the, one that the, was pushed off the balcony. weird kid who's barely ever in the show. Yeah, okay. And that's the thing about it is, he's barely in the show. But when he is in the show, I actually genuinely hate life. Like I almost don't because I think right now he's gonna have a big finish for him. I think he's, he's gonna be a main character to the end. All right. I honestly borderline don't want to finish the show just the fact that he's in it again. So where is he at at this point in the show? He just this would kill me the most. And okay. episode two ended. Arya's like, oh, you know. John Snow's back in the north. Yeah, because we didn't see him at all in episode right. two. You saw her turn around, go back. Yeah, you did it. Episode two. Episode thought, two hit the wall. I thought episode one is when he went in the wall. Was it the very beginning of episode two? Uh, that he entered. Can't it was now. But either way, all we had seen of him was a few minutes of him showing up at the wall, and that right. was it. And even those few minutes, I hated life. <laughs> I, I generally wanted to change the channel. All right, I, I can't even, even talk at all. Episode that episode was. We're, we're going to have to remember that that. Um, he does that to you. He does. So, I, I, if we mention Bran Stark, it's just terrible. I love the stuff. I Let love the character in the show. Bran Stark. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I actually yeah. want to punch you right now, John Paul. This is how I feel right now. I, I genuinely hate... Like, I just... Okay. Like, Cersei, you want to hate Cersei. She's supposed to hate Cersei. You're supposed to hate some characters right. on the show. Right. Elder Lannister. She's, she's the Lex Luthor of the show. I mean, right. I don't know if it's the actor, I don't know if it's the director, I don't know if it's the way the character's written, this character. And I asked my wife last night, because maybe it was just me. She goes, no, I just, he's so boring. Now, the actor is actually pretty cool. He was on... Um, I've seen interviews of them. Yeah, Conan O'Brien yeah, last he's, week. Yeah, he's and, funny, and joke around, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it was fun. But, you know, even he had like one line right away, this big, when they showed him, he showed up at the wall, I uh, showed up at whatever it is. Uh, nice watch? No, the... Stark's place. What's the name? Oh, of Winterfell. That? Yeah, she shows up Winterfell. Yeah. So somebody's at the door. Ah, Sansa. Sansa runs to the, you know the gate. See who it is. Right. Thinking it's Arya. I'm excited. Arya and Sansa back together again. Arya. You saw Arya head up north. Yeah. You saw Jon Snow leave. He managed to hit um, where Daenerys at. Arya should be back up north by now. Yeah, he traveled much further than Arya was traveling. Yeah. Granted, yeah. by boats, I'm sure it's faster. But Arya was also. She was already part way there. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't. It was Bran. And when I, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brandon Stock. When yeah, he, probably him, he probably had about the same distance to travel as she did. Right. Because I think it's hard of him to travel, too, as hey, well. For all we know, wherever the scene ended between Sansa and Bran, two seconds later, and there's Arya. For all we know, that, that could be the next Well, I'm, I'm glad it was. Because, like, literally his first line he says to Sansa was, Hello, Sansa. And this is the most boringest possible way anybody could talk. <laughs> I didn't think it was that possibly that boring. I literally just wanted... See, yours wasn't boring. The way you said it was kind of creepy. Hello, Sansa. Well... It, it was almost a Hannibal Lecter type thing. You know? He wasn't Hannibal Lecter. He was Mr. Rogers in, in a boring oh, no, way. No, no, Mr. Now, Rogers is Mr. Cool. Rogers... Well, whatever. Okay. Brand stock is not cool. Okay. And they I, I, I agree with, yeah. 
And I, would, I don't know what it was. I genuinely wanted to shut the show off. And it was only like five minutes he's in the show, but I just, I can't do it. And if he's going to be a main part of the, I remember I told, I saw right. on Facebook, I mentioned a while ago, love the show, love the show, love the show. Right. And they showed him and I hated the show. And this was years ago when I saw this. Right. So, so the big question, outside of him, okay. did the story move forward? It's moving forward, it's, but it's moving forward slow, at least to me. I For think the few moves, episodes they yeah. have. Because the figure there's only like what seven or eight episodes a season, so we're, we're pretty much already at the halfway point almost. Yeah. So do we get any big battles or anything like that? No big battles. Um, you know, John had a good meeting with Daenerys. They talked a right. lot. A key moment was he refused to kneel before her. She wanted him to kneel, take a knee, swear his allegiance. He wouldn't do right. it. Okay. I was kind of curious whether he would or not. He wouldn't do it. Um, they talked. They had a good conversation though. She made her father was a jerk. He deserved to die and that kind of stuff. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And they kind of said, well, I'm not my father either. I'm not with different people. Um, one of the best things ever was, you know, they're announcing Khaleesi, Daenerys, whatever it is. All these titles, all these titles, all these titles. The guy Jon Snow, who's the guy Jon Snow showed up with? I forgot his name. Uh, Stannis is a um, squire oh, guy. Oh, the Onion Knight. Um, yeah, I forgot his name. Anyways, yes. he shows up. This is Jon Snow. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. And that was like, the greatest moment, like, ever. But other than that, um, Bran shows up. God, I want to just punch that kid in the face. All right, well, we'll put Bran um, aside. I, I can't we'll put, put it aside. aside, John Paul. It's bothering me right now. Like, I don't go out Jason Voorhees right. on him right. right now. So the thing that really bothered me at the end of episode two, okay. the last thing I saw, okay. you had this whole storyline set up. They got all these things planned, everything else. And you had the ships going back with, you know, Queen of whatever land. Oh, yes, such. I have model, yeah. And big water battle. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty from out of nowhere, big water battle, and at the end of it, it appeared that your two main characters were dead. The camera never zoomed in on them to show it. It, it was kind of darkened out a little bit. You could tell there were females. But it looked like one was, you know, the the captain, the um, his sister, his sister is his hanging sister. from the, the the front of the boat, with the other one impaled on a you know plank above it. I'm under the impression those the wolf sand snakes. Okay. Um, the sister didn't die. She's the young sister still alive. Can't remember her name right now. Again, I should do my research again. For the show, but um, but the other great joy is there. The other, the other great joy. Whatever her name he, is, he took him back to Cersei as a present. Okay. So the mother is back with Cersei. Uh, Cersei poisoned the daughter in front of the mother as a payback. You poisoned my same way. Kissed okay. her. Poisoned her. Did to my daughter. Gave it to you. And um, the uncle still has the young sister. So they're both alive. Okay. Um, the daughter's going to die very soon of uh... whatever poison it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that happened. Um, other than that, I can't, there's a thing, I can't really call much that happened other than that. You know, um, well, I'll get to see these in about four weeks or so. You know, you you could swim out my house, Jean Paul. I actually have HBO on demand. You can watch it on your phone if you want to. Yeah, that'd be awfully tiny. I mean, you have an iPad, don't I've you? Got, I've got a, I've got you a have an iPad. Here. Yeah, well, we're recording on it. Well, you're not going to watch it right now during the episode. No, that would actually be kind of fun, though, to do the reaction while watching. No, that'd be... No, because then I'd be talking to myself. Because I don't want people talking and watching Game of Thrones. Don't talk to me. This would be like a... Um, Unless Bran's on the scene. If Bran's on the know, scene, talking to all be, you want. This would be an optional way of watching the episode. You know, this, this is the, you know, the commentary track. We could create our own... We could have an old Titans commentary track on stuff. Mystery Science Theater. We should do that, actually. be fun. We should. Although we do need to get back to the um, Does It Hold Up. We haven't had a Does It Hold Up since our first one. We said it was a new segment we were going to start having. Yeah, it is. And we... What so was that? That was like 
A couple months ago. ago. Okay, okay, well, we're behind. We're behind. So we'll do another. We'll do another. You know, one of those pretty soon. Okay. Um, but looking at the clock here, we are winding down on our time. Huh. So any last thoughts on Game of Thrones? I hate Bramstock. Yeah, I really Bramstock. hate Bramstock. I want okay. that. I want him to die next episode. Tell. I know he has a big part to play. Just tell Jon Snow everything you know, and then have him shoot through an arrow. I will shoot through an arrow. Had Ed Sheeran was on episode one, have him come and shoot through the arrow. I don't care. Speaking of that, after I saw it, yeah, I saw him on there, and a lot of people were complaining about that. No big deal, I didn't think. I mean, it's just it's just an actor who's like, ooh, let me be on there. I love the show. So they, let him be on there. They gave him one quick scene of like a yeah. two minutes long. and The scene was actually a really cool scene. It wasn't about him. It was just it was no. a cool scene. It was a cool Arya scene, actually. Yeah. Like, why are you going to King's Landing? To kill, sir? To kill the queen? Yeah. Y'all laughed. Yeah, so that was, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was I, cool. I, don't, I don't know why people had a problem with that. Uh, people have problems with everything. So, with that in mind, what is the B-Man question of the week for next time? All right. Just think for a second that you are ahead of HBO or Cinemax, one of those major... Okay, hold on. I'm getting in the zone. No, don't mm, think in the zone yet. Um, you have a week to think of this. Um, or, okay, I'm in the zone. I lock a month to think of this. Whatever. All right. Game of Thrones is on the way out the door. One okay. season left. Yep. You are now in charge of making another epic um, TV show based off of novels. So. Some kind of epic show. Yeah. No guidelines to what epic show, just but based off a novel. Fantasy, or science fiction, horror, whatever it is, based off a long series of novels. Number long, one, long what, series of novels, or one really big novel that could be split into multiple years. It, or either it, way. it could be either one. Okay. Okay. You want to just for your sake, you want about six, seven seasons. The average. Okay. Yeah. Seven, you know, thirteen episodes per season. You want to make this an epic. Um. Number one, do you go with the finished one already and go from there? Or do you go on a still going like Game of Thrones and just split off like True Blood Game of Thrones did? Or, or hope it finishes before you do? Yeah, hope that, that's true too. Yeah. What is that series? All right, that's, that's a good question. And it, have, it could be anywhere. Does it have to be HBO Showtime? It could be any network. You kind of want it to be more of a HBO type thing because okay. you don't want like a Warner Brothers. You want it to keep it more, it can be adult oriented yeah. so you don't have to be censored as much. Doesn't have to be censored, but if it happens to be a book that just didn't like Star Wars is a big epic that right. didn't have anything that right. Basically, there's no commercials, anything, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. There's no, okay. yeah. All right, so, all right. That's that's a good question. Thank that's, you. That's, yeah, I'm impressed. You, you got a good question this time. You want Chewbacca versus Freddy? Next no, time? no, yeah, okay. no. We won't do. We won't go there. Let no, me know. There. Let me know. All right. Well, for John Paul, be man. The old Titans are out of here. <laughs>